everybody. What's going on? Emily Abadi here. You are listening to another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. For today's episode, I am chatting with certified nutritionist, chef, and longevity wellness expert, Serena Poon. And I strategically set up this interview for the Tuesday after I returned from a gluttonous trip because today's topic is all about how to take care of your body after, let's call it a glutinous weekend experience, what have you. Now, before I continue, I want to make sure that I say this. Life is for enjoying. You know me, I'm not about restriction, but I am all about fueling our bodies with good for us foods, supplements, nutrition. You get the idea. And there are going to be times where maybe you overdo it a little bit and you feel less than stellar in your body. I will be the first person to tell you that this happens to me. I won't say on the regular, but it happens to me. It happens to us all. And so for today's conversation, Serena and I are talking about what to do when you feel like you've overdone it. Of course, our conversation starts by praising the importance of grace, knowing that there is a time and a place and that life is for celebrating and living. And then Serena does give some input into what you should be keeping in mind after this kind of gluttonous exchange. So this conversation is not focused on specific foods and things. I mean, we talk about the benefits of greens and hydration, but really it's about best practices that you can integrate into your routine to help you feel better in your body, ranging from movement to breath work and how those practices help remove toxins from the body. Plus, Serena also gives us the lowdown on why we might want to investigate adding sea moss into our diet, seriously. And we also talk about the concept of fasting and what that can and cannot do for the body. Lots of really interesting takeaways in this one. So thank you so much to Serena for her time. I know I myself am inspired to, as I finish up putting together this episode, get up and go for a little bit of a walk. Make sure you are following along with Hurdle over on social. It is at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Avadi. And if you're not doing so yet, I would love for you to be subscribed to the weekly Hurdle newsletter. This week on Friday, I'm going to be sharing with you a bunch of my New York City favorite spots. I get asked this question in my DMs all of the time. The link to subscribe is in the show notes. Last thing, if you have a listener question, I'd love to answer it in an upcoming episode. In the show notes, you know the drill. Leave me a voice message. And with that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with nutritionist Serena Poon. How are you doing today? 
I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. Honestly, some of the most listened to episodes of the show are with nutritionists. So I'm always excited when I have an opportunity to connect with someone with such vast experience as you. So let's kick off by talking a little bit about that. What got you in to the area of nutrition? Uh, yeah. So thank you again so much for having me. Uh, my my background really kind of came from uh, my parents' experience with health. So they both had cancer very young. My daddy was diagnosed with cancer in his 40s, and it was liver cancer. So he actually passed when he was 48. And um, two months after he passed, my mama was diagnosed with a rare form of ovarian cancer. She was 45. So, you know, it was obviously traditional medicine. Um, there was chemo, radiation, all that, but we're Chinese. So there was also Chinese medicine. Um, And then I started to look into uh, food and plants and herbs and things outside of what the doctors were telling us. Because first of all, we were foodies. My daddy loved to eat. Um, And I feel that there's so much, there's food. We talk about how food is medicine. Food is also love. And there's, there's a healing in that as well. And they weren't receiving that, you know, when they were sick and doing treatment. So I started diving into that then, looking at different ways, um, looking at nutrition, how could I help support them or at least at the minimum minimize their symptoms. And after college, where I actually studied nutrition secondary to my major of political science, uh, I went to culinary school. I studied at Le Cordon Bleu and I really wanted to understand how I could use the culinary arts to make food as medicine, beautiful um, and appealing to people. So that's really how I got started. And just, I have such a thirst for learning and education. So I just started diving into, there's holistic nutrition, Ayurvedic, and more into Chinese medicine and and food. And just, um, I still still learn to this day, but that's sort of how I started. Um, Got my certifications. And at the time, because I was a classically trained chef, I was sort of teaching nutrition through the food I was making and working with clients one-on-one that way. And then I had my own health journey, um, had several surgeries, uh, kind of put myself at the bottom of my self-care list. Uh, And because of that, I had some illness. So in my own journey, I I actually had some experiences where I couldn't cook Um, after one of my surgeries. I was uh, unable to use the upper left side of my body for a while. So I really fully dived into nutrition and just using and opening up that vertical of my business and just taking all the knowledge that I had that I was putting into food and consulting and teaching people uh, from that point forward. And it's sort of from there that I birthed my method of culinary alchemy, which is sort of this integrative functional way of taking nutrition from all different aspects, but also embodying your mind and your energy body. So it's very physical, your physiological, your emotional body, your soul body, your energy body, and all of that becomes sort of your nutrition protocol. And that's where it started. And that's where it started. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'd be really curious to know a little bit about how you personally used food as medicine to remediate some of the health issues that you were experiencing. Oh, yeah. So I'm now in my 40s. Throughout every period of your life, you ha- your body has different challenges. 
you know, and when I was younger in my 20s, and I was kind of going through the stress of being a caretaker and not taking care of myself, I had a lot of gut issues, you know, I had a lot of gut issues. Um, I found my uh, and digestive issues. So everything that I would say everyone at some point may experience, especially women, you know, whether you you have bloating or you're not regular or it's uncomfortable and really sort of diving into the microbiome and understanding the gut and how we can support that with probiotics. And I have a few other things now that I can share to your audience that they may not have heard of that really also help your, your gut health. Um, that also affects your immunity because your microbiome is core to your immunity. So then I found myself getting sick, you know, every winter especially after the holidays when I was working so hard as a private chef and, you know, you go super hard, you burn your adrenals and then, and then you get sick, you know, cause you're sort of running on adrenaline. So then I had to sort of learn how to really support my body by mitigating inflammation, really supporting the adrenals um, and then keeping my immune system strong. One of the, the primary health issue that I had that kind of uh, spanned like eight years and eight surgeries was that I, I contracted MRSA, uh, MRSA, which is a deadly staph infection after one of my surgeries. So that sort of kind of keeps me at a baseline where I always have to be very mindful of inflammation, of keeping my immune system strong. So that was sort of that period of life and moving forward. And then now that I'm a little bit, you know, older, it's, there's such a focus on female health you know, um, my hormonal health and um, a lot of my focus is on stress management and then the things that we can put into our bodies uh, through food, uh, obviously nutrition and, and also supplements that can help support that. What I'd love to really dial in on here is gut health because I do think that this will segue us into our conversation today, which is kind of talking about uh, detoxing or good things that you can do for your body, maybe after you feel as though you've gone a little bit off the rails. So before we get there, let's talk a little bit about gut health. You said you may have some insight into things we don't know about when it comes to taking care of our gut. So lead me into that. What are we talking about here? So, you know, everyone knows about probiotics, you know, there's probiotics, which is that's the good the good bacteria, right? The friendly bacteria that we want in our gut. And then of course the prebiotics, which are the food, it's the food for the probiotics with the probiotics nibble on. And then you also have like postbiotics. And so all of this is, you know, we're, we're starting to learn more and more about bacteria. There's so many different strains and how it helps support our system. So I would say that most of us, by the time we're a young adult, has probably taken a cycle of antibiotics at some point. And that can really wreak havoc on your gut microbiome because it kind of kills all of our bacteria. So the good and the bad. And if you, and maybe there are some people out there that have never taken a cycle of antibiotics, but if you have, then it's really about the rebuild. You know, because it strips away all of our good bacteria as well, it's about putting that good bacteria back in. So you get that in the form of high-quality probiotics. Um, there's all different forms, right? There's, there's um, you know, soil-based, which is very popular. There's, you know, and I would say talk to your practitioner because I can't drop brand names here. But, you know, talk to your, your health practitioner and your doctor about getting having a really solid 
probiotic uh, that's supported with a prebiotic that you want to have on a regular basis. Now, some people have an overgrowth, right? Like if you've got some, if you've got like candida or SIBO, some overgrowth that may not serve you in a short period of time, but on a regular basis, you want to have healthy bacteria in your gut microbiome and you want to be able to, to feed that bacteria. And, and especially if you've gone through or taking any type of antibiotic and you want to do it during. So most doctors will say it's pointless. Pointless to take probiotics when you're on antibiotics. I highly disagree. It's really about when you take it. So if you're taking an antibiotic and it's like a twice a day thing, then you want to find a time in the middle of your day where you take a probiotic and something that has live bacteria in it that's refrigerated. There are some that are shelf stable. You want to get that in the middle of your day away, at least three hours away from taking that to help support your system. And then there's something that I have, you know, recommended, I've been using for years that I've been recommending to my clients. And really, there's been such, I didn't realize people didn't really know about it. So we did a blog post and it's called Irish Sea Moss. Just get some. Unless you have, um, unless you're exceedingly high in certain minerals, Irish Sea Moss is basically a seaweed. You find it off the coast of like the Virgin Islands, like St. John. And it's and it's seaweed. So you can get it dry and dehydrated. You can rehydrate it, cook it a little bit without killing it. And it looks like a gel. And you just take like a scoop of that once a day. I would say, depending on what your system is like, one to two tablespoons once a day. Maybe you might need more, you know, towards the evening or something. And this is like the superfood of superfoods. It's got 92, 94 of the 100 plus essential amino acids. It's higher in taurine um, for anyone who's more plant forward. It's got all the vitamin minerals that, that you need. And because of the, and this is sort of very Ayurvedic or Chinese medicine, it's it's like a gel. So it kind of mimics don't get gross, like like kind of mucus, you know, our, our gut, our digestive system, our GI system is very, it's lined with, it's our, the mucosal system of our GI is so important, that protects us. And so a lot of people have leaky guts because they don't have healthy gut microbiomes and that can lead to other issues. And this is something that's really helped people that have had lifelong IBS, you know, lifelong bloating, lifelong digestive issues, food allergies, food intolerances, uh, constipation, all kinds of things. So if you have any of those issues or if you've been rough on your tummy, like maybe you went to Vegas for a weekend and had a bachelor or bachelor party, this is something that you want to put into your system because it really helps heal and coat uh, the gut uh, and then it helps support the microbiome. Now you mentioned, you know, kind of going out and going to a, a bachelor or bachelorette party in Vegas. I myself, you and I are having this conversation shortly after I returned from the Super Bowl. It was a fun weekend, but definitely a gluttonous weekend. And so that brings me to the concept and topic of which we are here to talk about today. What is someone to do when they're feeling as though they have quote unquote messed up. I'd love for us to address the mental side of things, right? And the importance of having grace with yourself after a big weekend. So what's the first thing that you talk to your clients about after they feel as though maybe they have gone too far in one direction? Yeah, no, and that's such a, and thank you for bringing this topic up because it's so important. You know, we beat ourselves up so hard when we have, when we binge or we have a bad weekend or a bad night. And first of all, 
it's not even scientifically proven that one bad night or one bad day or one bad weekend is going to destroy your life. Our bodies are always rebuilding. Like we are an ever healing, ever growing, ever regenerating being, you know, human are sometimes I think that we it's it's really sort of about coming back to reverence for yourself, for your body, um, for this incredible machine that we are, which is more profound than, you know, a device uh, that we give so much credit to. We're constantly regenerating. We're constantly healing. So the first thing I would say is, is exactly that. Like one weekend is not going to destroy you. Now, are you going to feel terrible? Well, of course because you put a whole bunch of toxins in your body. So it's really just about pulling those toxins out. And the number one thing, and it sounds so simple, that people don't do that they can do to help themselves is hydration. You know, from longevity conferences that I've spoken at to nutrition, to wellness, to to I mean, anything. If someone asks me what is, give me a top three tip, take home tip for people, it's number one of them is always hydration. I would say it's my number one. If I'm given three, it's number one. If I'm given five, it's number one. If I'm given 10, it's number one. Because every single client, except for maybe two that I've ever had, comes to me dehydrated. We just don't drink enough. We just don't hydrate enough. We don't drink enough water. So unless you have something with your kidneys um, or you're mineral, highly mineral deficient, which you can also add in trace minerals back into your water, really staying well hydrated is going to help you so much because it helps your body flush. It helps your body detox. And that is what your body is trying to get rid of to feel better. So whether it's alcohol or highly processed foods or fried foods, I love my fries as well. You know, whatever it is, it's you want to you want to be really hydrated. I start my day with lemon water every single day, like a warm cup of lemon water. Well, I start my day with with coconut oil. I I oil pull, and it's actually something that can make you feel better, especially if you've binged, because we have an accumulation of bacteria, um, not the fun kind, not the friendly kind. So if you oil pull just those few days after you've had a binge, even that alone will help with your immune system and it'll help you feel better. So that's just basically taking like a spoonful of coconut oil or something, swishing it around in your mouth while you take a shower. So for five or 10 minutes, spitting it out and then brushing your teeth and then drinking your water or drinking anything else because you don't want to pull all those bacteria back into your system. It's in your mouth and you want to get rid of it. So staying really well hydrated, alkalizing your system, because most of the times when we binge, we're taking in um, foods uh, and beverages that are a little bit more acidic. So whether it's alcohol or coffee for the day after alcohol or whatever it is, we're putting foods into our system that changes our pH level and puts it more into the acidic side. So if you if you can alkalize your system, so whether it's with alkaline water or um, drinking um, some lemon water, alkalizing your system is something that's really going to help you. And then you want to sort of take in foods to help kind of what I call it, like leach those toxins out. It helps you kind of chelate those toxins and you want to put things into your system to help you help bind. I love fresh herbs like parsley, cilantro, um, I would put them in your juices the next day, reach for a green juice, which for some people it sounds not so yummy for me, I love. But if you need a little sweetness in it, put a green apple, put something in it because it's highly alkalizing. And if you put some of those fresh herbs in it, they pull toxins as well. 
um, especially metals. So these are all things that it just, you know, in order to feel better, you got to get rid of the junk. Um, and so that's, that's what you need to do and just stay super hydrated. Yeah. Because so often we're told we need all of these things to detox, but the real deal is that our bodies naturally do it for us, right? Our bodies are doing this without us even thinking about it as we breathe, you know, so breath work is something that is a bit more popular nowadays, but even as we breathe, we're releasing toxins. You know, so just even taking deep breaths or doing um, some sort of breath work or gentle movement, all of this is helping. You know, one of the most important things to remember that you brought up when you first asked me is just sort of being gentle with ourselves and having that grace and being and being kind to our nervous system. You know, because when you're when you're out and you're having a great time and you're celebrating the Super Bowl or anything else, our nerve we're having a great time, but our nervous system is like jacked you know? And so part of it is also allowing ourselves to kind of come back into a place of receiving, of processing, of digesting and releasing. And that's bringing our nervous system back into a parasympathetic state. Uh, And we know how to do that. That's meditation, that's breath, just taking it easy. Um, All of those things that shift us into that state helps us detox it helps us get our bodies back into that sort of regenerative space because as you say, our bodies naturally release, our bodies naturally cleanse and clean. And to allow ourselves to do that is kind of being in that in that relaxed, easy state. And judging ourselves for what we did for the weekend does not put us in that parasympathetic state, you know? So it's really, it kind of, it, we get stressed out. It's just like, oh, and I've, you know, I did this. I'm so mad at myself. I lost all this weight just to get to the, just to go on this trip. And then I binged and I feel like I've put all this weight back and I feel bloated. And that's just natural how your body processes. Know that it's temporary. Know that it was just a weekend. It's not going to change your life unless this is what you're going to do every single day, um, and that you can just clean it out and start fresh. Taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsors. First up, AG1 from Athletic Greens. AG1, so much more than a greens powder. It's your daily multivitamin and multimineral, pre and probiotic, immunity support, and more. And yes, it provides your daily greens blends too. Greens powders provide critical phytonutrients, but these nutrients don't help empower gut health. By delivering the phytonutrient blend along with the multivitamins, probiotics, adaptogens, and more, AG1 creates an environment where the gut can thrive so the body can thrive too. I have been on the AG1 train for years now and it's less of what I feel when I take it and more so at this point, how I feel when I don't. Say if I'm just moving really fast on the run in the morning, I can feel a noticeable difference if I so happen to accidentally skip out on my morning greens. They have changed the way that I feel in my body, and I know that they can make a major difference for you too. So of course, we have a deal to offer Hurdle listeners. Head on over to athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get five free travel packs as well as a year's supply of vitamin D with your purchase. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get all of your freebies with your purchase today. Also got to give some love to my friends at Inside Tracker. 
to live your healthiest, longest life possible, you've got to understand what's going on in your body. Know that people age at different speeds and generic annual blood work, it just doesn't properly evaluate your biological age. The good news is that Insight Tracker does. Insight Tracker is a truly personalized nutrition and performance system designed to extend your health span and slow down the aging process. Created by leading data scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Insight Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. Add Inner Age 2.0 to any plan to calculate your true biological age and see how you're aging from the inside out. Kind of crazy, right? Now, for a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just head on over to insidetracker.com slash hurdle. Again, that is insidetracker.com slash hurdle to get 20% off the entire store today. I'll be the first person to admit that after a weekend or a week or whatnot of like questionable eating decisions, I have been in a place where I've thought maybe I should just take a little time off, i.e. fast for 12 hours, 24 hours, reset the body. I know now that behaviors like that don't serve me and that through my studying for my precision nutrition level one certification and whatnot, the best thing I can do is start to put good for me foods in my body. But I say this because I know that there are people listening to this who have certainly had the same thoughts. Yeah. I mean, there are some people and there are a lot of people actually that feel like, oh, I ate so bad. I did. I was so naughty. I'm just not going to eat, you know, for two days. That actually stresses our system out. You know, our bodies are adjusted and, you know, depending on your, your lifestyle, your body adjusts to what comes in. So if it's used to a certain number of calories coming in, if it's used to a certain number of nutrients when you put it in full deficit, um, it's stressful for the body. Now, I am, you know, a longevity wellness expert. So I will say that putting your body in short bouts of stress, you know, is actually good. You know, that's, that's hormetic stress that can signal autophagy. And that's actually very good for longevity, which is why um, intermittent fasting has become so popular. And I personally do that as well. I'm, I'm very big about an eating window, you know, and getting a lot of nutrient dense foods in an eating window. So I may, I may fast for 12 to 16 hours on any given day. I try to do it regularly, but don't forget that those hours counts your sleep counts during that time, you know? So it's not like you are awake for 12 hours and you don't eat. It's more like, like your sleep, your sleep time counts. What you're saying is that is is it not healthy to just go and starve yourself for two days after you have a binge? And yes, I I agree. I don't think that that's healthy. Um, I think that what you're doing is is the perfect thing to do, which is hydrate your system, have some move, movement, help your body flush out, you know, anything that you put into it that doesn't serve you, that you don't want, any of those toxins, and then put really good things into your body, you know. Um, the extra greens and 
maybe just even being fully plant-based or plant-forward for those few days helps our helps our systems cleanse um, and alkalize and get back and then bring in the nutrients that it needs. So when we're thinking about what some of these good things can be, can you provide a few examples? So I'm very big about eating the rainbow. You know, that's sort of core to my culinary alchemy um, proprietary method of that protocol that I do uh I put it out in the community, but I also work with clients that way. Eating the rainbow is really important because we get all those polyphenols, all those plant phenols, all those vitamins and nutrients that our body actually needs um, because we are we kind of hit a deficit if we're binging on things that aren't as healthy um, and that helps us. And greens, you know, anything that's highly alkalizing, anything that's in, um, anti-inflammatory. So you know, most people know about ginger and turmeric. Those are great. You know, down those immunity shots that you, you might see at the juice store or at the grocery store, those are all great when you're trying to sort of detox, but at the same time, give your body what it needs. So lots of greens, uh, fresh vegetables. Um, of course, if you can get them organic, that would be preferred. Uh, and, th- and, and I would say minimize the sugar. So people may go to smoothies thinking that this feels refreshing and great, and it and it is, but just be mindful of how much fruit there is in it and how much sugar, because because um, you know that might not always serve your system as well because you probably already took in a lot of sugar when you were binging, so minimizing that the few days after the week after is good. You know, lots of greens that, that really helps. We like greens. Okay, cool. And then as um, we move forward and talk about uh, this concept of detoxing. Aside from hydration, taking in greens, um, being mindful of the sugars that you're putting into your body, is there anything else that we should take into account? I love that you touched on the concept slash benefit of breathwork and meditation. Yes. Yes. I mean, we want to release right? And so we want to sweat because sweating is a way that our bodies release toxins. And you can do that in so many different ways, you know, whether that's through exercise and of course, drink more water. Um, when you're sweating a lot, it can be through hot yoga, it can be through cardio, it can be any form of exercise and movement. And then of course, there's also being in the saunas, you know, whether you are wanting to go sit in an infrared sauna um, or any sort of sauna that helps. Anytime your body can release, um, you are letting go of those toxins. So massage too, and my clients love this when I tell them massage can be at, added into your your week as not just a lifestyle modality for health, but actually movement because you are moving your muscles. The masseuse and the therapist is actually helping to open up and release those toxins. That's why they tell you drink a bunch of water after this because they want you to let that pass through. So lymphatic drainage, massage, um, any type of sort of, there's all kinds of quote biohacking type of gear that can help facilitate, you know, with compression and massage, all of that is great. Body work is great. Breath work is great. Uh, obviously meditation, I believe is great for everything, not just detoxing, but because you breathe, you know, methodically when you're in meditation, again, every time you breathe, you're breathing out toxins, you know, and you're breathing in what your body needs and you're breathing out what your body doesn't need. So all of that is, is great. And of course, I know that IVs have become very popular in the last few years, uh, they're excellent predominantly for hydration because most people, after they've 
you know, had a binge type of a weekend, they're dehydrated. Usually you've taken in more salts and more, more sugars and you probably, your body's not in balance with the amount of sodium that you're taking in, which is why that can be helpful. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of those as well, but you're mostly getting hydration when you're doing the IV. You are getting the vitamins depending on what blend that you get. And that's probably because you didn't take in as many nutrient-dense foods when you were when you were binging and you're burning through a lot. I feel like this word binging is like triggering for me. Do you find that a lot with like the clients that you work with? It depends. Some people, yes. And I apologize if it was triggering for you, but like- oh, no, like it's not, it's not your fault, but I feel like it's just, there's such a negative connotation with the idea of like, oh, there's so much guilt associated with it. There is. And there shouldn't be because by definition, what does binging mean? Binging means overconsumption, right? And so we can just say overconsumption. We right. consumed on, you know, you're at the Super Bowl. So not only did you overconsume maybe on foods and drinks that you wouldn't normally on an average basis, our right. senses are overconsuming you know, <laughs> between the number of people and the energies and the sound and the decibel and the volume of sound and the lights and everything going on. Our entire system is overconsuming. So, you know, I think that. Anytime, you know, I think that most of the time there's something, it, it's because there's a judgment. And don't judge anything. You know, you're allowed to live your life. Like, go have a good time. Just know that sometimes when you're doing that, when we overconsume, then we're just putting, we're putting more into our system than our body needs. And that can be, you can overconsume and binge on broccoli, you know? I mean, it's really just about overconsumption. And I think typically when we associate the word binge, it's associated with partying, right? And so there's this sort of negative connotation, but like, let's just strip the judgment from it. What are you doing when you're binging? You are taking in more of something that you, you are taking more than you need of, of something, you know, right. whether it's a food or beverage, it may be alcohol, it may be tater tots, whatever it is, at the end of the day, you're just taking in more than your body needs. That's simply what it is. So yeah. what you do, you just balance out your body. Yeah. And so we talked about, you know, certain foods and things to incorporate if you feel like you've kind of overdone it. We talked about the benefit of breath work. The last thing that I do want to talk about, and we touched on it all right briefly already, is the benefit of getting some movement in, right? And that movement doesn't need to be anything crazy. It can even be something simple like a walk. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be high intensity. You know, it's really just about movement. We have this mentality, and it's very much a U.S. mentality, that more is better. And it, and it doesn't have to be. It's just about movement. It's movement, getting the movement and the energy in your body flowing, you know, getting your fluids flowing, getting your lymphatic, your lymphatic flowing, getting your circulation flowing so that things can't, your toxins can come out, your cells can get fed oxygen. I mean, it's just about flow. So any type of movement, walking is great. I mean, you can even do light yoga. Yeah, so the movement can help with circulation. Uh, it can help with uh, your lymphatic system, which is sort of our detoxing system, right? Uh, and it can help with your digestive system. And of course, like I said, it helps with the energy. It just kind of helps with your chi and your prana. You have to, everything is always in motion. If you think about it within our body, our cells, everything is always in motion. So to sit stagnant is not really helping the flow of the whole system. So just movement. 
and it doesn't have to be extreme. It can just be light movement. Just movement. So many good tips in here, Serena. I'm so happy that we are able to find the time to connect on this. And I really appreciate all of your input. I know that I am certainly taking it to heart today and I'm sure I'll be taking it to heart again very, very soon. So how do the hurdlers follow along with you? How do they keep up with you? Give us your details. Great. Thank you so much again for having me. Everyone can find me at, um, at Chef Serena Poon. So on my social, the handle is uh, Chef Serena Poon. And then my website is serenaloves.com. And there's tons of information, you know, just like dive in and enjoy. And enjoy. I'm over at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. 